welcome to the Board Shorts podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Cook, and I'm here with another easy to digest dose of valuable board and company director related information designed to help you to get on board and thrive in the boardroom. Tell me, do you ever feel bogged down in the nitty gritty of every tiny detail at board meetings? Does your conversation feel like it's going around and around in circles? Or do you ever hear your CEO use the words micromanaging or over-controlling when talking about your board? Well, it could be because your board is too concerned with the operational issues of the organisation when really the focus should be on the more important strategic matters. So a study conducted by McKinsey & Co. of about 770 directors from both public and private companies across a whole range of industries, including not-for-profit, around the world identified that the majority of boards do not spend enough time focusing on the strategic issues facing their organisation. So if you answered yes to any of those questions that I asked, then you're not alone. Directors who report having a high-performing board said that their boards are more forward-looking and focus more on strategic issues such as analysing what drives value, debating alternative strategies and evaluating the allocation of resources. This, of course, is in addition to ensuring the basics of compliance, reviewing financial reports and assessing portfolio diversification are covered. In fact, these higher performing board members invested an extra eight workdays a year on strategy. What I've found through my own board experiences and through working with a whole range of different boards from a whole range of different industries and organisations is that this lack of strategic focus is linked to the fact that many directors, many board members actually find it difficult to precisely identify what constitutes a strategic issue. So this is where I hope to help you and your board identify and focus on your organization's strategic issues. I've actually compiled a list of seven questions to help you focus discussions at your next board meeting. Before I get into these questions, it's worth noting that Keeping your conversations, attention, focus and energy on strategic matters and issues in the boardroom actually starts before you get to the meeting. And there are a few foundational elements that your board may want to introduce so that the conversations and decisions that you're having and making in the boardroom are on the things that the board needs to be considering. The first one is an annual board calendar, and this is a calendar that maps out, lists out everything that the board needs to work on, address, consider throughout the year. Next to each of those things is 
your list of board meetings that you're, you've scheduled for the year. And against each of your list of things to do, you plot them against the board meetings where that will be covered. So you do that for the board, you do that for your committees, and that's so everything that you're doing is aligned, it's on purpose, you're not wasting time, you're being efficient and effective in those meetings, and you're not forgetting things, which is vitally important. The second is having an agenda that aligns with the board's remit and supports the board to remain focused on the strategic rather than operational matters. A structure that you may want to consider for your board agendas are separating things out in a for decision section, next for discussion, and thirdly for noting. This type of structure makes sure that your important decision-making activities are upfront early in the meeting where everyone has maximum energy. Next is your four discussion section, of course, where you're not quite ready to make a decision on things, but you do want to talk them through. And next is for noting, which is really just that, that it's it's information presented to the board that may not warrant a discussion, but if someone wants to ask a question, then they certainly can. So having your agenda structured and aligned with that annual board calendar is help, is going to help your board to focus on the things that matter. The third thing you want to consider is a good chair. And a good chair is going to keep the board members on topic when we're talking and discussing issues and reaching decisions. And they can keep the meeting moving forward and ensure that valuable discussions and debates are occurring and at the end, that the best decision is being reached. Great chairs are absolutely worth their weight in gold and selecting one is a significant moment for a board. So approach it with the consideration and reflection that it warrants. (laughs) Now, if you want to learn more about meeting processes and how best to ensure effective and efficient board meetings for your board, check out uh, my podcast episode a couple of episodes ago, number 41, which is all about maximizing board meetings. Now we're going to think about these seven questions that you can ask to keep your board strategic. But before I do, there's a couple things to keep in mind. What is strategic for your board will likely be different to what is strategic for another board. There's no purely right or wrong answer here, and it's what makes sense for your board and your organisation at a particular point in time. So that alludes to the fact that what's considered strategic can actually change over time. And these seven questions, you can come back and revisit them at regular intervals so that your board continues to work at the right level. I also want to add that it's usually not a reality that boards remain purely and solely focused on strategic issues. There are and will be times when 
boards must become familiar with the finer details of organizational operations and they may undertake hands-on work within the organization based around their skill set. It's not a bad thing. Although we're often told noses in, fingers out, there will be moments when you need to roll up your sleeves and get into the weeds. And this is important to really consider exercising professional judgment when and where these moments occur. But don't feel bad because even some of the the board members of the largest organisations in Australia from time to time get involved in the business as well. It may also be, there may be a compelling reason why the board and board members need to become aware of the granular details and have more of an exposure to that information and awareness because that's going to help you make decisions in the boardroom. The last thing I want to mention before I get into these seven questions is that, of course, this list is not exhaustive. And when I compiled it, I had been searching for something that I was being asked for myself to help boards to understand within their context what were strategic issues, what were just strategic matters in their organisation on their board. And I couldn't find anything, interestingly enough, um, which probably speaks to the reason why this is such a struggle for a lot of boards is because we don't have this understanding exactly what strategy and strategic issues are. So I compiled a list from a range of sources, from a range of people uh, who have experience in this space And this is what I've come up with. So these seven questions, let's get into it. COVID-19 was the catalyst for widespread shifts to digital and virtual formats and have contributed to innovations and new efficiencies in board processes. These gains have been essential for board leaders as they work to steer their organisations through challenging times. Yet, more than two out of every five boards continues to rely on outdated technologies, while others have only begun to tap into the full potential of the digital evolution. The next normal of governance is ushering in new imperatives regarding collaboration and intelligence that digital technology adoption can alone uniquely provide. To find out more, visit bit.ly forward slash onboard au that's b-i-t dot l-y forward slash o-n-b-o-a-r-d-a-u number one when thinking about uh, an issue or a matter presented at the board does it involve a material amount of financial investment, spend, or outlay. Now, materiality is different for every organisation and different in different contexts as well. 
So we're thinking about materiality in a financial context. So this needs to be determined by the board, what's material to them. And it's usually seen as or represented as a percentage figure against something like your total revenue or income of the organization for the year. So for example, 5% of total revenue, and let's say your total revenue is $2 million per annum, 5% of that is $100,000. So anything at that level or above is something that the board needs to have oversight of, have um, complete decision-making power across, and anything underneath that amount is likely to be delegated to the appropriate person in the organisation and is encapsulated in a delegation of authority, policy and schedule. So that's your first one, materiality regarding financial investment, spend or outlay. Number two, does the matter directly relate to and or impact one or more of the strategic imperatives outlined in your strategic plan. So your strategic plan is a a plan that has more than likely come about in a collaborative fashion between the senior managers in the organisation and the board. And the board likely uh, signs off on the final version of this strategic plan. Therefore, it would make sense that anything that relates to this plan, that relates to strategic imperatives, uh, comes back to the board. If there's an issue with it, if they're looking at its implementation and the performance of strategic uh, imperatives and strategic activities, then that is something that the board will absolutely concern itself with. Number three. Does the matter or issue being considered significantly influence shareholder, customer and or other stakeholder value, either positively or negatively? So an increased focus on environment, social and governance related issues, oftentimes we hear it referred to as ESG, is leading investors, customers and other stakeholders to really base their financial and other decisions on a company's commitment uh, and what it's achieving beyond purely profit making. And it's worth considering how these type of things are impacting your organisation and what your investors, customers and other stakeholders are expecting from you in regards to this. And so these kind of issues are coming up to a board level and it's something for a board to consider what are these changing expectations and what do we need to do to meet those expectations and possibly go beyond them and to really fulfill that larger obligation that we have as a corporate citizen and our social license to operate. So question number four, does the issue apply 
to a significant amount of finance or cash of the business, human resources of the organization, or physical assets of the organization. So this question uh, is in relation to the assets of an organization, the cash, the human resources, and the physical assets. And another way to put this question is, does this issue impact the current resource allocation? So do we need to change how we've decided to allocate our resources to achieve our goals because of something that's come to light or something that's changed or presented itself, whatever it is, do we need to now revisit and change our resource allocation? Number five, does the issue have the potential to impact the ultimate purpose of the organisation, change the board's understanding of the external and internal environment facing the organisation and or change what the organisation does to achieve its purpose. So these are really big considerations to be making, particularly when we've got impacts to the purpose of the organisation. As you can imagine, that's um, getting into some things that the constitution probably sets out. And so if we're looking at significantly changing what we're doing as an organisation, and even how we're doing that, then absolutely that's something we need to be across and aware of and having conversations and making decisions about in the boardroom. Number six, is the issue directly related to the CEO's performance, behaviour or position? So as a board, generally how we operate is that our CEO is our only employee. And the board is directly responsible for hiring, firing, performance managing, um, salaries, all that kind of uh, activity that needs to go on around this person. That is the board's remit. No one else can do that. So if the issue is related to the CEO, then it's absolutely a board issue, a strategic issue. And lastly, number seven, does the issue relate to the performance or non-performance of the organisation against the strategic goals? So really this is speaking to um, potentially encapsulating all the other questions that are in this list, as we're noticing, they're very interconnected. And if there's an issue or a matter that's impacting or even so positive or negative impact on the performance of the organization against the strategic goals. So it's it's one thing to set the strategy. It's another to continually uh, monitor the outcomes and the performance of those strategic imperatives. And of course, you've got to have your asset allocation to align with your strategic goals to make sure that they can really be accomplished in the way and to the extent that is expected when they were set in the first place. So that's that's the seven questions. We have 
the material amount of financial investment, spend or outlay relating to one or more of strategic imperatives. So what are our strategic goals? Three, uh, are we significantly influencing shareholder, customer or other stakeholder value, positively or negatively? Number four is around your current asset allocation or resource allocation. Does it need changing? Number five, does the issue have the potential to impact the organization's purpose? Number six, is it related to the CEO's performance, behavior, or position? And number seven, does the issue relate to the performance or non-performance of the organization against strategic goals? So some examples uh, that I have from the book that I'm often referencing, Directors at Work, A Practical Guide for Boards, they list out their strategic issues as major expenditures, significant use of people's time, and the acquisition, sale, or upgrading of physical assets as strategic decisions. So some some more practical examples of strategic decisions that you're probably going to experience on your board includes the approval of buying or acquiring another company, expanding the organization's uh, geographical scope of operation, especially if you're a not-for-profit that's state-based that's considering moving to Australia-wide. That's expanding your geographical scope. If you're looking to start exporting to a new market, absolutely, that would uh, certainly be a board-related decision. Next, you have agreeing with the proposed introduction of new products and services, budget approvals, increased research and development investment, hiring a new CEO, deciding to close a location or something like agreeing to a capital raising initiative, whatever that may be. So those are some of the things that you've probably experienced or will likely experience on your board that are most likely going to fall in that strategic bucket. So I want to close by saying that I really encourage you and your board to work through these seven questions to put some structure around the matters and the issues that are being considered in your boardroom and to do this regularly, maybe even once a year or sooner. If you've got some really fast growth or if you're going through a bit of a crisis, these are going to impact on what are the issues that are coming to the board that the board needs to have oversight and decision-making power on. And you may want to then encapsulate the decision that you make around these seven questions into a document. Something like a governance charter is a great place to put something like this. And that's so everyone on the board is across it. We all know what to expect from our conversations and decision-making discussions in the boardroom and that new board members can easily integrate into their new board and, and know what type of conversations they're going to be having in that boardroom. So I hope that this list of questions helps your board to remain focused on the issues that are most important for the successful long-term operation of your organisation and enables you to have efficient and effective board meetings. 
If you haven't already, I invite you to subscribe, rate and review the Board Shorts podcast on your favourite podcast app. And please feel free to share that you're listening and what your takeaways are from this episode on social media using the hashtag Board Shorts podcast. Thank you so much for listening and I look forward to talking with you in the next episode. Board Shorts podcast is powered by Get On Board Australia, the destination for aspiring and new board members, helping you to get on board and thrive in the boardroom.